Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast with Craig and Jeff. And today, we're going to get into the AFC previews and start out with the AFC East, which actually has some tailing out there, probably more than the NFC West did on our last show, but somehow we talked about the NFC West forever, even though they have the 49ers and Rams in that division. But hey, fantasy football, man. We just talk. We, we love talking about bad teams. Talk about anything. I think we do like talking about the bad teams sometimes better. We talked about the Bears a lot last week. Like, some bad teams? Have some I don't the best understand what they do. And so here we go. A kind of a bad team. We start out the show right away. The Buffalo Bills. A bad team that actually has a little bit of fantasy talent. Not a lot, but a little bit. We'll start out with their quarterback, who's not really going to be a starting quarterback for anybody. He's, again, a bi-week fill-in. It's Tyrod Taylor. And he's an interesting one, though, because he does get some rushing yards sometimes, and he can put up okay numbers. He's what He seems to be always in that 15 to 20 range to me. He's kind of around there. He's one of those mid-QB2s. And I'm not excited about Tyrod Taylor very much, but if you have the right matchup on a bye week, he's a fine fill-in, I think. And I could actually see his numbers being okay. If Sammy Watkins is healthy, Tyrod Taylor's numbers go up even more. It should go up. Yep, and he's 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 a fine backup. He's a fine bye week fill-in. No, nothing more than that, really. But he he could be a top end quarterback too. He could. I mean, if he had it, if everything went right and fell right, he could challenge for the back end of a quarterback one and actually could be a starter for a lot of teams. It just depends on how it happens. I mean, what, two seasons ago, 2015, I think he, people, a lot of people did start him. And he did fine. He did probably pretty well for a lot of people. Yeah, what worries me about him is, I mean, really we only have two seasons to look at. Um, but he really didn't make a jump in no, the second no, season, didn't. which is kind of worrisome, especially since he was on, you know, he came from Baltimore's bench, so he's not a, a, a younger quarterback. Yep. Um, so he had almost identical numbers for yards, you know, uh, passing through the air, about a thousand, or 3,000, 1,000, 3,000. Yep. <laughs> um, his touchdowns went down a bit, interceptions exactly the same at six, and even the rushing was almost exact again with um, just above 550 each year. He had a couple more touchdowns this past year to make up for it. So, I don't know. I mean, if trends hold true, if a two-year trend is a trend, you just don't expect him to make this giant leap. But well, And here's another worry with him. Yes, it's it, a lot of it depends on Sammy Watkins and how Sammy Watkins is, which we'll talk about just a little bit more here. But overall, I feel like the wide receiver group is worse off this okay. year. They lost Robert Woods. Robert Woods is gone. Even Marquise Goodwin. They're not like they're anything special, but what they've done to replace that, I don't know. Corey Brown from Carolina, eh, nothing, not, not exciting. And Andre Holmes from Oakland, yeah, that's what they've. Re- it, maybe Sammy, it's not worse, but it's not good. You know, if Sammy Watkins is hurt, is not in the lineup, that's bad. <laughs> it's very, very bad. So if Sammy Watkins is injured and he just, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's healthy now. I don't at this point right now he's probably not healthy. So that's a worrisome. So. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's value ties into Sammy Watkins. So let's talk about Sammy Watkins. He's going to be a wide receiver, too. He's going to be drafted as such, and he's probably going to go for a decent amount of money yet. But are you? can you trust him? This is the type no. of player I avoid. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially when you're talking about these types of players, he he's at the top end 
of risk reward because mm-hmm. this guy is as talented as they come, but he's always banged up. And last year he only played half a season. Yep. Um, I mean, I don't know what you can expect from it's, him when he's in there. He's great. When he is hurt, well, it just hobbles yeah, him all the over. The problem is, it was a what, foot injury, and yet he, he, there was no surgery. It's it's one of those things where it's like, what is the actual problem, and is it something that's even going to correct itself? It's a lingering thing. I mean, he's already had two surgeries, I believe, since he's been in the league for three years. Man, it's something that I'm I'm concerned. I like Sammy Watkins a lot. I as a player, the guy, I think he's a great, great talent and a great player. And I want to see him become one of yeah. those top guys because he could be. He could be in that conversation with those, the the Mike Evans and who those kind of guys. I feel like he's that good. I really do. But you can't draft. I don't. I think you have to avoid him. I really do. And because somebody he's going to get drafted for a higher price. I think my advice would be to avoid him. And if you miss out, you miss out. But you know what? You can't take that big of a chance on a guy. Man. I feel like. Yeah, I agree with that. That is because, that injury risk. Because yeah, he's going to go for a decent amount because he really is that talented. But I, I think that miss is just too harmful to your to yep. your roster early on because it's money you could put somewhere else. And I, Because you see it, right? I mean, the second year, he only played 13 games, and he had 1,000 yards with nine TDs. Mm-hmm. He's, on, that, he's uh, that good. A team that doesn't necessarily you know exceed – Expectations in the passing game. He's he's good enough to have a great season. He very well might, yeah. and maybe. And, and you never know. Someone could put the money up, and they could reap the rewards. But if I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss safe. Me too. Um, and it usually benefits you in the long run. So yeah. I would suggest staying away from him if you really, really believe in him, and you want to put, you want to make that investment. Um, at least this guy does have the upside that well, a lot of other players don't for his risk. And every, everybody's situation different and what kind of risk you can take. Like, I mean, we talk about our own teams a lot, but obviously that's how we have to go by. Let's say my team, in, for can, for instance, like I could actually take a chance on Sammy Watkins. I already have – we have three keepers. I have two. I have three cheap keepers, J.H.I. for nothing. Then I got Odell Beckham and Mike Evans. So I already have my wide receiver, wide receiver one and two. I could take a chance on Watkins. And if I miss, that's not a big deal. But if you're not in a situation with keepers and you have good situation to starting off a team, I don't think you can take a risk in a redraft league. Yeah, and in my redraft league, I, yep. that's what I would talk about mostly. And yep. that's redraft leagues can't no take way a chance. Keeper leagues with the different, everyone has different situations. Sure, you might be able to take more of a risk with it. I just, man, I want him to be good, but it's such a if you miss, you miss again, and it's just not a good situation. Yeah. I really do worry about. I think the only guy that's locked in is McCoy. We'll get to him in a moment, but yeah. I really worry about this offense because, first of all, Tyrod Taylor has got to feel slighted because they didn't really want him back. They were they trying were. to get someone else, and they might draft somebody. Yeah, and Sammy Watkins. I mean, they're going to because they gave up way too much, and he has so much talent. They're going to probably pick up his his extension, but they were talking about it's not a guaranteed thing. Yeah, which for some of his caliber is crazy. They're just sick of him mm-hmm. being injured. And then you see who they replace their their other wide receivers with, yeah. which is very lackluster to say say the least. I mean, <laughs> I the overall that. trajectory is. I mean, they have the ability to put up some points, but the trajectory of this, they're not getting younger. They're not beefing it up. They're not even getting well, players they necessarily want. Here's a lot of the rumors of the draft. Mike Williams has been projected to go to the Bills, and that'd be a, that a, would be great. And I yeah. think that's what they need to do here. Out of, we haven't talked a lot of these teams we talked about haven't really had the big need, but I think the Buffalo Bills do have the need at wide receiver. I don't care if it's Mike Williams, if maybe if they like 
you know, one of those other if they like John Ross better, that's fine. If they like Corey Davis better, that's fine. I really yeah. I agree, but I really do hope they go for I think uh Mike Williams. I think it's gonna be Mike Williams. I think he's the right pick for this one. Because yep. I think depending on what happens with Watkins as well, that, you have that locked in number one guy. Yep. I think they play very similar, so I think it can help take heat off of him. Um I think that would be the correct and I, think that, could, I think that could be the move. I think that might be what they do. Plus, it would help out Tyrod, too. I like that. And at some point, he has to just be angry that he yep. that he's not being able to show if he really can be a passing quarterback in yep. the league. And then at tight end, they have Charles Clay. Yeah, he's, he's always fine. He's okay. He's, he's a good streamer. Yep. I have no problem with Clay. And once again, yep. if Tyrod takes off, Clay will take off yep. a little more, too. Yeah, he's, just, he's not you know, terribly exciting, but he's not going to hurt you on a bye week. So the main weapon here is Sean McCoy, who is going to be a top five back, probably number four. Yes. And the big question with him is he has a ton of carries, (laughs) and he's starting to get older. He's at that uh, age where you're worried that they're going to fall off. You'll hear about it this year. There's no way. You hear about it in every aging running back. What do you project for his year? See, McCoy started to worry me with these kind of – he seems like he gets these injuries often. Non-major, but he did miss a game or so last year. But there was more than one game where he... I thought he had a season-ending injury. It happened a few times. The, but the thing that not actually worries me about McCoy is not even the health. It's Gillisley stealing all those touchdowns from him last year. How many times have you seen this where... I don't know, maybe with the new coaching staff it's going to be different, but... McCoy would get down there, and then they throw Gillisley in at the goal line, and he'd score all the touchdowns. So that worries me a little bit. But McCoy is such a talented running back where I think you take one more chance this year on him. I think you spend big on him. He might hurt you, but I think you take that chance. I don't, I don't think this is the year where he has a big downfall. I think maybe next year's that year. I think he has one more really good season in him. And honestly, I think I'd pay for him, and I'd probably I'd pay pretty big for him. And – I mean, to be honest, you look at his numbers, and even if he had, if this was the first, this is, if this was the beginning of his downtrend, he still would be very, he still would be a locked in, you know, running back two at worst. Yep. Because, I mean, that's assuming he's going to play a full year. When he plays a full year, the guy puts up phenomenal yardage. Last year, he played 15 games. He had uh, 1,200 yards, <laughs> a little over, and he had 13 touchdowns. I mean, the and that's with getting vultured a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's insane. And those that TD number is definitely amped up because he's never reached anywhere near that before besides for 2011 when he had 17 with Philly. Um, before that, 9, and then 5-3, and then he hit 13. So temper the expectations with touchdowns. Yeah. I think, But he, he's clearly a running back one. He's a top five running back. You're going to have to pay for him to get it. But the thing is, if you're like in a redraft, and Bell Johnson and Zeke are going to go for – Really big money. You might be able to steal McCoy for a cheaper, not 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 cheap, but you you might be able to get good value on. Him. Yes, and cheap for a wide receiver or a running back yeah, one. Like, pardon me. Instead of paying in the sixties, maybe you can get him forty five and be like, wow, that be really happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, I'd, I'd pay up to fifty something for him. But if you, you you might be able to sneak him by if you nominate him in an auction, like before all those other guys are gone. Maybe you don't want to spend the really big money. But you put him in there between like Bell and David Johnson, and just kind of sneak him. Get you know, you could get him for a good value. And I, I don't see anything wrong with McCoy this year. Yeah, he might hurt you. He might get hurt. It's it's not going to be his talent. His talent's not going to be a downfall this year. 
he might have an injury or two. He's probably you know he's probably going to have an injury or two. I, I actually, I'm, I I highly doubt that McCoy plays 16 games this year, but he'll play 14 or 15. And those 14 or that's but that's what you got to do. If you get McCoy, you get Gillisley. I don't think you sit. You, I don't think you worry too much no. if, he, if he gets hurt. Then because if he gets hurt, Gillisley is going to be a fine backup and he's going to put up good numbers. So that's that's situations like him aren't as you can take a risk on injury if you have a clear handcuff who you know will probably put up good numbers. So you get McCoy, you have to get Gillisley. Don't be in a situation where you don't have him. I had this situation last year. I had McCoy and I dropped Gillisley the week before McCoy got hurt. That weekend he got hurt and I didn't have Gillisley on my team. And then our free agent auction budget, Gillisley went for a ridiculous high amount. So don't take, make that mistake. Have the have his backup and then you're fine. If he gets hurt, you still got you still got the starter. Yeah. And you'll you'll be in you'll be in good shape. <laughs> you know what's unbelievable is after this long of a career, I mean, the amount of rushes he gets in a year is really astounding. I mean, the last two with Philly, he went for over 300 rushes, which is crazy. But even with that, his best yard per carry average was last year at 5.4. Yep. Yep. I mean, he doesn't look like he's slowing down. No, he doesn't, and it's just it's maybe the, the injury is the only thing that might worry you. But he's he's great. And once again, we did show or did tell you. I mean, if they get Mike Williams, obviously yep. that amps it up. But their wide receiving core, their passing game doesn't look like it's gonna take anything away from the run game once again. So there's gonna be plenty of carries to to go around. Um, I think McCoy is as safe as they come. Yep, I think so too. And I would I'm. I'll probably spend to get him. I like I like McCoy oh, too. a lot. And I, I, I like it too because I really do think that they're going to talk about his age a lot this year, yep. and that's going to drive it down a bit. And I, I think you're going to get him, as you say, for the value you're he's actually to, worth. You're not going to have to overpay a lot. Probably. Exactly. All right, let's move to the Miami Dolphins. And they actually have so – there's some fantasy relevance here, quite a bit of it actually. And it, but it, it's not all – it's a lot of question marks though. And shoot, I'm going to start out with Jay Ajayi actually at running back. But the problem is that do you have a do you have a definitive opinion on Jay Ajayi coming into this year? The the man of th- three two hundred yard games. Yeah, that is, <laughs> like that's that's ridiculous. I mean, do I have a crystal ball? No, but at the same time, I think this is his his spot. I don't think he can even lose it this year. I think they're just going to run him into the ground if they can, even if he's bad. Um, I don't expect him to be bad. I think he is a relatively safe person to pick up. I think he's going to do well. I think you can expect... I mean, you actually can hope that his touchdown production actually goes up as yeah. well. So I'm, I'm really hoping. I think he's going to have a, a pretty big year. I think that uh, hopefully um, if Landry and Devontae Parker and all those guys um, up their game, like I think a lot of people were pro- projecting Devontae Parker to be a lot better than what he was last year. I think it only takes more pressure off of that run game yep. gives him more holes to run through i could easily see him running for 1200 yards again and then upping that yeah. td to 10 and then even grabbing one for receiving which he didn't have anything last year i think he could improve on his numbers i i like a jay i like yeah. his talent his skill set he was great last year and we've talked a lot in a lot of these other episodes about players who we liked but their value they might go for too much again i don't think a is that guy i think he's going to go for a reasonable price because a lot of people are going to be skeptical, is he is he really that good kind of a thing? So you might be able to get him for an okay price again. I don't know what that is, $40, $35, If you get him for there, you're really happy about that, I feel yeah. like. I, I think Ajay is a, a $40 guy. Right, and about 40 but I think, you, I think you're going to be able to get him for that. And 
feel comfortable about it. The only thing I would not I don't worry about him, but I've seen him as high as fifth in some of these rankings, which to me that's too high. He's gonna he should be behind Freeman, Gordon, Howard, and I would still put him behind Demarco Murray. Yet I still would for this upcoming season, just because I think Murray's still going to be slightly better. Mm. Uh, it's close, but it that's is. about where it is. Yeah, but he good. should be about eight nine right there with Murray. Don't draft him ahead of Howard, Gordon, Freeman. Those guys need to go ahead of him price wise and in a draft. I I would. I think that's pretty much those guys should be ahead of him yet. I've seen him go ahead of some of them, but I like those guys a little better. But he's still that still means he's a running back one to me. And so he's going to be around there. If you have him as your running back two, oh, that's wonderful. So if you, yeah. get, if you get him for that, then you're really, really happy with where he's at. Because that, do you feel comfortable with JJ as your number one running back on your team? See, mm. I, I feel like you'd rather him as a number, as a number two, wouldn't you? I mean, of course. I mean, I'd rather have Ezekiel Elliott as my number True. two as well. If True, I could have David Johnson as well, Jai's just not I would be quite fine with if he was my number one. I would, I would have to have a number, a very, very solid number two guy. Yep. So they would have to True. be very True. similar yeah. in yeah. in talent. Um, he could be my number one, and I, I would be fine with that only because I, I see what's out there. And if he's your number two, so what you're saying is he's a top ten back. He, I think he has a top ten back. Exactly. So he's, he's, he's a top ten back, but you want him as your number two. Exactly. So it's one of these dangerous things well, where. You, you look at value and, and what you really want to do with your auction value and everything right. like that. So if you're doing a snake draft as well, he if you draft him, he is your number one. There's Most just no way likely. around it. And let, not possible. Not, not exactly. If you okay. get, if if you're at the end of the went, first. Yeah, yeah. That's true. If you're at the end of the first and Howard gets dropped say, to you. You would get one of the top three and then him. And then, let's say, some wide receivers go, whatever. Then you get him again to the second. You could get that. And then, but then you're down on receivers, but then you have a nice little running back group, which that's the way I think to do it. Yeah, I would absolutely. Get, like and a Howard Ajay, a Freeman Ajay. If I was in the snake even draft. Even a Gordon Ajay, I like that. If I was in the snake draft, it shows that that I definitely want to be either in the top three. Or the bottom. Of that or first, I want to be right? like that 9-10. Yeah. Um, if I'm in between, I'm, I'm incredibly upset. I wouldn't mind that end of that first round. I feel like you can get two good backs and feel pretty comfortable yeah, with it. Yeah, and that's what I would do, too. All right. Well, wider, and, and I'll say, first, Jajai's backup, we really don't know. Damian Williams, Kenyon Drake. It's tough to get a real handcuff there. You don't really know. It's, I would lean towards Damian Williams, maybe. I don't even I'm, know. I'm not going to. It's one of those situations where I don't think I would even no, get their hopefully handcuff. Hopefully, before the draft starts, you'll have an idea. I don't right now. Wide receiver wise, they have a lot of. Potential fantasy options here. Jarvis Landry is just going to be solid. He's solid. He's not. He's never going to be a wide receiver one, but he's always going to be solid for you. And I don't think you can go wrong with Jarvis Landry in your lineup. He's going to put up. He's going to put up ten points probably, and just continue to get catches. If you're a PPR yeah. league, Jarvis Landry is great. If you happen to get him, and then for some reason his touchdown production goes up, oh, you're yeah. just golden because he will get eleven 1, hundred yeah. yards, um, and he'll probably catch. Five touchdowns, yep. and, and he, that's just where he's. And that's at. a guy who definitely could be a wide receiver three for you, and that's a very good wide receiver three. Yeah, that would be wonderful. And that's and there's really not much to talk about him here. He's just he's solid, and he's going to be solid. The more the bigger story here is Devonte Parker, and if he's going to become a top receiver, he showed flashes of it last year. I kind of got on the Devonte Parker bandwagon, and then he got hurt again, and he's going for. In these drafts, he's definitely going lower this year, like rankings wise. He's he's around. I've seen him around 40th wide receiver ranked. I feel like he's a little low, actually. I mean, I can see it's maybe not low. It's where he should be. But yeah. if you take the receivers around him in drafts, 
Let's okay. I'll just look at Fantasy Pros again here. I always like to look at their. These are the guys just ahead of him: Kenny Britt, Willie Sneed, Tyreek Hill. All okay. Devontae Parker has so much more potential, though. And the guys right behind him: Ugh. Pierre Garcon, Jeremy Macklin. Parker, I mean, he, he, I'm not saying he's going to do it, but yeah. if anybody out of that group could break out and become a top receiver, Parker's the only one who could do it. He definitely does. But I mean, the, the guys you mentioned too. I mean, besides for Britt. I, I would put Parker over Britt, no problem. But you're talking about Tyreek Hill, which no. was a huge Wait breakout. Wait till we get to Tyreek Hill. He's, he's, he's a I'm, huge breakout. I'm so low on Tyreek Hill this year. I'm not even joking. <laughs> which is crazy. You're the biggest proponent of no, him this year. Tyreek Hill is going to be, when I make my my list of players to avoid at all costs, avoid Tyreek Hill at all costs. Only because value what, right? I assume yeah. you don't oh, think yeah. he can recreate his yeah. touchdowns. I can't wait to get to that. Right. NFC, the AFC West preview next and, week. And the thing I do like Tyree about Kill, Devontae yeah. Parker, and I, I totally agree with, he has the biggest upside, or some mm-hmm. of the biggest upside of any of the wider series you're going to see, especially at that value, is the fact that he's trending in the right direction. He's finally hitting that age um, that you look for. And even better, he has all the measurables. He's kind of like an Elshon Jeffrey. You can get that kind of value return because he's hitting – his third year now usually I look at this type of wide receiver in their second and last year you saw the huge uptick he still only had 56 receptions but he was obviously a wide receiver three but 750 yards with four touchdowns um it just for me it just seems like there's no way that he won't get to I feel like he's guaranteed a thousand yards this year yep and I know that they still have stills, and he's a wide receiver three. But it's and it's kind of, I guess it's kind of a hunch. Yep. But I'm telling you, I'm going to have Devonte Parker on probably all my teams this year. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm big, big on Devonte Parker. My only worry is someone else will fall in love with him, and they will go balls to the wall for his price. And that's the only thing that can really deter me from getting him because yeah. I think you're going to get the return on your money no matter what. And that's the thing. I think you can if he, if he stays in that range of like the 40th receiver on the board you can get him for a good price yeah somebody else in your league might feel the same way that i do yeah. and you can get him but i'm gonna try to get honestly i'm gonna try to have Devontae yeah. parker it's kind of a loud teams. a loud sleeper if but you he's will. like a fourth or fifth guy again this isn't like your this isn't your starters to start the year but i'm i'm a huge Devontae parker fan this cup coming here yeah so i would be fine i would t- totally take the risk of paying a bit of money for him and making him my third wide receiver Yep. And then, because you can always replace a third wide receiver. Yep. So it's not, risk reward there is awesome. All right. What do you feel about Kenny Stills? Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm hot. Yeah, I'm hot and cold on, on Stills. Um, I mean, he actually did very well last year I mean, for the most part. He, yeah. he had nine, he, nine touchdowns, yeah, see, he's, 700. He's a big play receiver, 17 yards per catch. Yeah. He only had 42 catches, only 700 yards. The thing about touchdowns. I tend to stay away from guys that can't give you consistent output. Yep. Um, so, I don't think he'll go for it a lot. So, no. will he end up on my team? Maybe. For, you know, you pay no money for him and you throw him on your bench. Um, possibly. I'm not excited about him. I think he's definitely worth, uh, uh, you know, you put him in during bye weeks or something. But more than likely, I'm going to be looking for him to be on the waiver wire. Yep. No, exactly. That's how I feel about him. I'm not really excited about him, but... He's he'll be there. He's going to be that guy you see on the waiver wire every week. Yeah, and, and just kind of like, and he definitely will have weeks of production. Him. The thing about him, and I'm wondering if people will be a little higher in him than we think because he finished out so strong. I mean, his last six games he scored five touchdowns. So, you know, you might see these, you know, 
they might start talking about the rapport with Tannehill and this and that. So he could yep. get a little bit of hype going into it. Um, but I, I'm going to back off of that, and I, I don't think that was necessarily a yep. sustainable, you know, uptick in his production. All right. The only other two guys to talk about. Well, you said Tannehill, but Tannehill, yeah, he's not a starter. Maybe he's gonna. Maybe he steps up. Maybe if Parker steps up, if Stills is solid, Jai is another good year. Tannehill might jump up a little bit, but he's still not a starter. He's a bye week fill in. He's one of those guys that he's been on everyone's watch list yeah. for such a long time now. It I think feels this like is his last a, chance this year. Yeah, everyone's waiting it. for him to really break out. No. And he actually had one. Sadly enough, I mean, he only played thirteen games, so he missed three games. But he, he had one of his worst years ever. Mm-hmm. So not excited about him. Actually, he did have his worst year ever. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. He has probably one more shot at it. Mm-hmm. And the only other guy here is Julius Thomas. Most people aren't really excited about Julius Thomas, and I'm really not that excited about Julius Thomas this year either. But for one dollar, maybe I'll get him and see if he do, if he doesn't do anything. Back to the waivers, find the next guy. At tight end position, you can do that. Yeah, and for for no money, and yeah, he's literally don't spend more than a dollar. Yeah, like, that's I mean, he's such a big guy. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously he can put up numbers if in the right offense, as you saw in Denver. But yep. the fact is, he hasn't been healthy both years he's been with Jacksonville. I mean, he played 12 games the first and then only nine last year. So everyone is going to be incredibly down on him. So, like you said, a dollar, I'm cool with it. Um, much more than that, you're kind of playing with fire. But yep. obviously he has the the skill set to definitely be a touchdown threat anytime he's playing. All right, that's it for the Dolphins. Patriots time. New England Patriots. Ooh. And this is... I mean, there's a little bit... Honestly, there's... I feel like there should be more to talk about than there is. I'm going to get the first one out of the way, um, the running backs, just because I'm avoiding all Patriots running backs. As of right now, it's there's as of right now, Garrett Blunt hasn't signed with them. He might re-sign with them. So if if he do- does, he should be solid. I really do think he'll be solid, and you can probably get him for a good price. So he's. We'll, we'll talk about that later. I don't know if he's there yet or not, so it's hard to say. And who knows if they even re-signed him. The other guys, Deion Lewis, James White, Rex Burkhead. I don't know what to do with that, and I'm not. I have never been a big Deion, Deion Lewis fan, and I think James White showed in the Super Bowl like they don't need Deion Lewis to do that. James White can do what Deion Lewis can do, but they'll do it every other week. And now with Rex Burkhead, who knows? Like I've always kind of avoided Patriots running backs, and I probably will again unless it's Legarrette Blunt and you can get him for a, a good price. I'm avoiding. I don't know about you, but that's. <laughs> There's just nothing – you can't trust it. You can't trust yeah. a Patriots running back. If I can't project no. who's going to do what, and that's way too much – that's way too much possible talent, especially yep. for how they use running backs. It, yep. That is probably one of the most muddy waters I've seen in a long time for running backs, and especially if Blunt doesn't come yeah. back. If Blunt comes back, you kind of know, right? He'll yep. he'll lead it up. He'll definitely be goal line. Um, he'll get his touchdowns, and you can predict that, right? Especially since he yep. led the league in touchdowns last year for running backs. This time around – yeah, I have no idea. And you never know who's going to get hurt, so I'm, I'm with you. I completely avoid and, it. And to be honest, they're one of the – well, they are the best team in the yeah. NFL. But it's not because they have some huge superstar, besides for Tom Brady and Gronk. Yeah. But it's because they use everyone pretty much equally. And that doesn't necessarily turn into great fantasy value. Um, I, I rarely own any Patriots players. Yeah, because I, you either I, have yeah, to spend too. way too much on Gronk, way yep. too much on Brady – um, or you are going to get 
just the bad luck of the draw of who's going to score what game. Well, in Lewis, White, and Burkett, they're all going to probably have big games at times this year. They're all going to have a huge game, yeah. and it, it just you can't predict yeah. what's going to happen. And that's why you're going to they're going to go for a lot on the waivers. Someone's going to, yeah. you know, yep. for one week. Brady, honestly, we don't really need to talk about Tom Brady very much. He's, he's a top. He's great. If he's a top three Brady. quarterback. Yeah. I don't like spending for quarterbacks, but I honestly don't even think you have to spend like a crazy amount for Tom Brady. If you want Tom Brady, you can probably get him for a price that even I'd feel comfortable with. And, I, because do you have yeah. any doubt that he's going to be a top five yeah, guy? He's, he's going to be. So if you if you spend a little bit for him, I don't think there's a problem because he's not going to go crazy. Quarterbacks don't go for a crazy amount, and Tom Brady's not going to go for as much as Rodgers goes for. No. So he's already not going to be the number one, so he's going to go for cheaper. So I have no problem if you want to spend a little and get Tom Brady. I, I wouldn't do it myself. But that's just my preference. It's nothing to do with the player. He's going to have a great season. and he's There's nothing wrong with it. Gronk. All right. Obviously the most talented tight end. He's going to be my number one tight end ranked. But I've done this for every year. I will not pay for Gronkowski. And it used to be just because of my whole thing of I don't want to spend on a tight end as well as quarterback. And now it's Gronk because I don't want to spend on Gronk and his injury risk. I think there's... And I think the tight end position is starting to catch up to him a little bit. Not not completely, but there's some more options out there that can be very good, like Kelsey. And, I mean, I can't say Reed because Reed's the same injury risk. Maybe even more than Gronk. Mm-hmm. But Gronk, I don't, I, maybe this is the year he's completely healthy. He's not, not Ben. But, again, I can't fault anybody for spending on Gronk. No, I, won't. I can't. He's going to be my number one tight end. Like, so I can't fault yeah. somebody for doing it. And when he – if you could predict – if you could predict that he was actually mm-hmm. going to play a 16-game season, I think at his position, for whatever money he goes for, he still gives you the biggest advantage yeah. out of any position. Um, besides for, I mean, you can make an argument for running back, perhaps, but Gronk's the only one that can do what he does. Yep. So I don't mind if you do spend on him. But you're gonna to have to spend a lot. So if you miss, you're gonna miss big. Yeah, that's, and it, that's, that's the that's the problem. With my that. personal preference is not to do it. But again, this is not a player I'm gonna fault anybody for doing it for. Mm-hmm. And I understand completely if you want to, because if he's healthy, you just got a huge advantage. Yeah. So and that's why I don't mind it. And and his new backup, Dwayne Allen, that's an interesting one. Dwayne Allen, he's always been that guy who well, <laughs> you just wonder if he's gonna be gonna break out with the Colts. He's had some good games. So what Dwayne Allen's gonna do here? Week one, he's going to get two touchdowns, <laughs> and everyone's going to rush to the waiver wire and pick him up. Actually, probably he's probably going to be drafted. Oh, he league. will be drafted. He's he's Martellus Bennett again, and not quite as good to me. When was the last time that the Patriots didn't use two tight ends? Yeah, and he's it's been a while. Yeah, there, someone's going to draft him, even if it's for a dollar. If you can throw him on your bench, and then if Gronk goes down, yeah. like I've never said this, but if you get Gronk, yeah, you almost yeah, have to get a handcuff with Dwayne Allen. Yeah. <laughs> And you can do it for a dollar, probably. But. Yeah, because if Gronk is out, Dwayne Allen shoots into it, the top ten easily. Dwayne Allen will have some value at some point, and don't. The problem is, people are going to get him that don't have Gronk and going to try to use him as their number one tight end, and I don't think that's the way to go. I don't either. But even if you if you don't have Gronk, even if you have someone else, he's one tight end that might be worth grabbing for a buck, throwing on your bench, and mm-hmm. seeing what happens because he's he could easily be more valuable mm-hmm. than whoever you drafted. Yep. yep, and so people are going to do that, and it's a decent idea. He's going to go for a dollar, so why not be the one to get him for a dollar and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Now, the wide receivers is – this is interesting to me. Brandon Cooks, obviously, is the story here. He's going to be drafted as probably a wide receiver 
two, but very, very high-end wide receiver two, borderline wide receiver one. I mean, there will be leagues where he is in that, that top probably 10, but I think it should be more 15-ish range. I don't 100% know what to expect of Brandon Cooks. Obviously, if you listen to the show last year, it wasn't a huge Brandon Cooks fan because that's because the up-and-down nature of what he did. They're, he had these amazing games, and he'd go down to nothing. I do think he's going to be more consistent this year. I really do. He's clearly going to, I think, going to be their number one receiver, which I feel like, I mean, Edelman's been their number one, but he's not like uh, uh, just above and beyond everybody else's number one. I think they finally have that again in Cooks. They haven't had that since Randy Moss, I don't believe. They really haven't. He's their best receiver they've had since Moss. So I, I would agree with you, but it, then again, that's a dangerous... It's not. He's not Moss. He's <laughs> yeah, just the exactly. best receiver they've had since Moss. Yeah. He's gonna. I think he's gonna be more consistent, maybe this year. But I don't honestly think at the end of the day his numbers are gonna be that much different. But he's gonna be a great wide receiver too if you have him, because he's gonna put up a lot of wide receiver one weeks probably yet. So he's gonna be very, very solid, I believe. Yeah. He. They yeah. paid. They spent. They, they traded a first round pick to get him, so they're gonna try to use him. This is a uh, a tough one for me because I I feel like he's in a position and he has the talent to improve on his numbers last year and obviously he did very very well 11 almost 1200 yards with eight tds i he could easily go over that i mean he could easily be a 1300 10 td guy that would easily put him in a you know wide receiver one position but i just have a feeling because of this trade and because he's gonna get hype he's gonna go for more than i want to spend and with the patriots they do like to spread the ball around um are they going to completely forget about everyone else on the team. I mean, Edelman's still going to get his catches. Yeah, so. and, and if Gronk is healthy. And Gronk. You know, and Malcolm Mitchell's stepping up, I think. Yeah, and I mean, even Chris Hogan, like, they do have yeah. some people that can take away from that, but if you pay for him, I, I think you could really benefit from it. Um, and they're going to throw the ball to Lewis and White. But then again, <laughs> you, might be, you might be overpaying for what you yeah. could have got. That's... That's the thing with Cooks. I think completely value. I think he should be around maybe the fifteenth receiver range, but he's going to go price wise in the top ten. Yeah, if you really really like him, um, I have no problem with you paying a little more to get him. Just know that cutoff price, and just know when to cut your losses because he's definitely not. He's not an elite wide receiver yep. like these other guys, so well, don't pay that price. Like Edelman, I think Edelman's going to go for a lot cheaper than he need than he should actually. And I feel I'm like not, he goes cheap every year, though. And he does. He always goes cheap, and I think he's even going to go cheaper this year because of it. I'm, I've never actually had him on my team, and I'm never a huge fan. But Edelman, if, if, he, if it holds true and he goes cheap again, that's not a bad wide receiver three for you because I think he's still going to be consistent enough. I feel he's going to get 1,000 yards, yeah, and he'll exactly. have a few touchdowns. He's never going to be a touchdown no, hog, though. No, he's, he, he's going to be fine. That's, but to me, I don't think after that, Chris Hogan, I don't believe you need to draft. And I don't – I. He's going to be up and down. He's going to have these big games, and he's going to have nothing games. And that's not a player you're going to trust. Yeah, I mean, they do. They spread the ball around, so you can't predict when he's going to catch a yeah. touchdown. I, it, I like the talent of some of yeah. these guys, but you Andy already Dola, talked about no. all of the mouths they have to feed. I mean, Gronk comes number one. Yeah. You never know what their, their running backs that's are going to do. They scored yeah. a ton of touchdowns yeah. with their running backs last year, especially when, you know, I mean, Brady was out for four games. And now you have Brandon Cooks. There's just so many mouths to feed. And even Malcolm Mitchell, we don't know. Exactly. Mitchell and Hogan up. were interesting kind of sleepers before, yep. but after the trades they made and especially Gronk looking somewhat healthy, um, I I wouldn't worry about them. I yep. don't think they're sleepers anymore. That's about all I got for the Patriots. Then. So they're yeah. going to be talented, we're, but what so are they going to do? How much would you 
spend on first of all we'll just go down the line but who, yeah. how much would you spend for Brady or how much Me, we'll yeah, say this I know you don't do that so ten dollars how that's much is he worth I don't know fifteen to twenty okay. probably I twenty dollars that's probably right yeah that's probably the top of where I, because it does to 20 it goes down be, yeah. really fifteen quick. to twenty I think yeah yeah that's about what I'd do and how much would you spend or how much do you think Gronk is worth I think he's probably worth thirty okay you think he's gonna go for more than that. I can see someone spending yeah, over like thirty five. I, I, I don't think he's going to this year. I think too many people are going to be worried about the injuries, or he's going to end up going for a little cheaper. Than how he much? Did before. Because of how talented he is, how much would you be willing to go up to? Pretty much just to stop someone from getting him cheap. Or see, I, 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 I wouldn't be. I'm honestly not doing it. Me personally, I'm not spending more than fifteen. Right, but that's and you me. Just know he, that's yeah, me. You just know he I, never. It's I'm. I'm just. That's. I've always. I was like that with Gronk when he was perfectly healthy and he had his great season. So that's just. It's my thing. It's hard to get around that. Where I wouldn't even feel comfortable putting twenty bucks because to me that's like, oh man, I just my whole draft is screwed up. I have my mm-hmm. whole thing is set off spending nothing on a tight end and spending nothing on a quarterback. So it just would throw me off my game so much. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. You know, I don't know. All right, one last team. It doesn't really excite anybody. The New York Jets, and I don't expect much from the Jets because basically their quarterback situation. <laughs> is going to be interesting. It's going to be Josh McCown as of right now as their starting quarterback. I could definitely see them drafting somebody, but even if they draft somebody with that with their sixth pick, I think Josh McCown will be the starting quarterback next year, pretty much no matter what. I think that's what they got him for, for a one-year thing to be the starter, and maybe, probably not even full season. I bet you the, I bet you the backup comes in at some, or the you know whoever they draft, if it's Trubisky or whatever. If it's Trubisky, maybe he becomes a starter halfway through the season. That's kind of what I can see happening. And because of that, I don't think you become very excited about any of these weapons. Wide receivers, it's Decker, who I like Decker. You can get Decker for probably a good price this year, but I don't even know if it's going to be worth it with their quarterback situation. If, if McCown could probably put up some numbers for him, maybe. I, he's going to throw picks, but he's also going to throw some touchdowns. I mean, yeah, you got to throw it to someone, and Decker has a knack for getting open, especially yep. in the end zone. His numbers are so consistent. Yep. I I like Decker and you can get him for a good price. I do, and I think he might kind of be a steal this this time yep. around. I'm honestly not very excited about Quincy Anunua. No, I Or I Robbie see. Anderson. No. I'm just not I'm not Anunua he's because Anunua's probably gonna go for a couple more dollars than I want because he had some big games last year. Not excited about it. Not with this offense. <laughs> tight ends, they got nothing. There's nothing at tight end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I mean... <laughs> Safarian Jenkins might still be there. I don't even know. There, there's nothing. There's it's nothing gonna to be ru- It's going to be rough rough for New York this year. In running backs... This one is where I, I wanted to get um, I want to get excited. Well, here's the thing. Forte is going to probably go for very cheap, I believe, this, this next year. But he might not be the starter. I know, and that's the, that's the problem. Powell or is it Forte? I was excited about Powell because of I how think, he finished the season. I believe like, that is what people are more leaning towards. Powell I've seen ahead of Forte in most of the rankings, and not just a, like, a few spots ahead of Forte in a lot of these rankings. But to me, I actually like getting Forte then for really cheap. I think, yeah. that, I think that puts Forte below $10, but I don't even think that puts Powell much more than $15. So there could be some value there with Powell. I know, but... I. I mean, I guess you just wonder how much of a split it's going to be. It, I mean, it, if Powell isn't getting the carries and Forte's not getting the carries, then all of a sudden 
neither of their values not, are necessary. And that's the problem. Even if you get them for cheap, you're not going to trust starting any of them. No. And I would be. I was a big uh, advocate of Powell. I, I, I loved the way he played last year, especially down the stretch. And when he really got a shot, when they gave him a lot of carries, he did very, very well. And let's be honest, they're going to have to run the ball this year a bit. Um, so I was excited about him. Forte, I think, um, out. you know, we talked about McCoy. I think Forte is on the other side of his glory days. I think he's just going to trend, keep trending down. I I just think this might be the year where they, they just kill each other's production. <laughs> and they're going to be on a bad team, so how yeah. much are you going to actually be able to run the ball in the second half? And the problem, too, is I think no matter what ends up happening – the start of the season, it's going to be a split, mm-hmm. and it's not going to clear itself up until later on. So you're going to, but that I mean, it also kind of lends itself to the theory that Bilal Powell could become the workhorse in the second half of the season. It could be. So if you're willing to, I mean, that's a long time to wait to find out. It is. But if he really does go for cheap. Um, like 15 bucks or something, you could find yourself with a running back two yep. come week eight. True. Or possibly before that, depending on the And I'm, I might be one to take a chance on it for a, for a decent price. I really might. I could see myself, if I can get him for under $15, I might. It's not, it's not exactly for like under 15, risky money. Yeah, that's, I would, depending on my team. But I, for 15 I think that's I think right? that's an appropriate value. Yeah, I think I don't think you're going to hurt yourself if it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Yeah. But you could get a potential starting running back. Because, I mean, how much has Forte really got left in him? I know. But, even, even his big games last year were just workhouse, workhorse games. There were the 30-some carries yeah. for 100 yards. He didn't get much yards per carry, but he got a couple touchdowns. I mean, for so. him, if he goes under $10, though, are you scooping up Forte and I playing him the first? You know, see, I'm not excited about any of these guys, but... I'd like getting potential value there because yeah. they're going to be cheap. And I, so I've, I tried to do that the last few years with like wide receivers and some players you can get for really, really cheap that people aren't excited about. They're just going to be good enough to be your back-end starters, possibly, and fill-ins, and you're going to be plenty okay with it. So I wouldn't mind. If you could get a Forte-Powell combination for very – like almost honestly, could you see a situation where you could get those two combined for under $20, $25? I, I could, but I don't know if it would be worth it. Yeah, for me, it wouldn't be Under worth 20, it. Under 20, maybe. Yeah, I think I would grab one or the other. Um, I'm not using two well, bench it, spots it on them. It really depends on how your draft, yeah. how your draft's going and what kind of money you have. Yeah. And I'm drafting Powell for the future, or I'm drafting Forte for extremely cheap so I can use them for the first yeah. five weeks of the yep. season. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that's really the only – I think it's one or the other. Yep. And as much as I think they're going to be a bad team, maybe McCown – this airs it out a little bit and makes this offense a little better. McCown's uh, not going to be good. McCown's going to probably he's going to throw the I ball have. around. He's never he, he's just that guy. He just throws it around. He's going to throw picks. He's like, never played a full season because he's never really been the starter. You with the Bears. He was pretty good. I mean, and that's about it. He he topped out at thirteen touchdowns. Yep. One year with Chicago when he played eight games. Still, that's not even there. No, I mean, and that was his best. I mean, it's it's going to be rough. Yep. Pretty much. All right. I got no more for the Jets, unless you got something there. Uh, <laughs> I wish. I wish I had something else for uh, you. I think that's it for the AFC East preview. All right, so next week we have three episodes next week, actually. We will have the – we'll go with the North, the South, and the West to finish it off. We'll get all those out before the draft so we get all those out because then at the week after that, it's going to be all draft talk. We're going to – we'll break down what happened with the – 
NFL draft and all pretty much everything. Go over the you know top players and even maybe we'll get deeper into it and see what's going on. So we're gonna get these previews done next week before we break you know get the draft breakdown. So that's gonna be exciting next week Thursday NFL draft time. So can't wait for that. I'm just really curious to see where all these players end up going and what happens in these situations and we'll really know what's going on then. I really want those running backs, man, and those wide receivers. Actually, there could, for once, it feels like there's going to be like three running backs in the first round and probably three receivers. It's going to be very exciting. But we'll get to that next week. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. The website is fantasyfootballprofit.com. You can send us an email at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. And then we will talk to you guys next week.